Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's such an honor that you are here, whether this is your first time or you've been here for a while. Welcome. If you have been here for a while and you have been enjoying this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or write a review if you're listening to this podcast. Usually the platform of your choice would allow you to write a review. And if you can do that, that would really mean a lot. That would help others be able to know a little bit more about this podcast before they even listen to it. And if this is your first time, I want to go over what Color and Chaos is. Color and Chaos simply is just a cry from my heart that I could recognize within me and within others that we have a tendency to have this knee-jerk reaction whenever we're going through pain or difficulty or challenging situations of any kind. We have this knee-jerk reaction that we want to do nothing else but run away from and numb ourselves from the pain which that uncomfortability brings. In the moments that I want to run away from, that when I look back on those moments, those were the moments that grew me the most, not only in understanding myself as a person, but also understanding my creator, savior, and sustainer. And instead of leaning into the chaos, trying to do it on our own or figure it out on our own, if we would lean into the chaos and acknowledge the chaos, be honest about the chaos, saying, God, help me, help me see you through this. Help me understand more about you and how I'm wired through this. There's a color to be found. Heavy heart, no matter what today has brought you to this podcast with, there is a color in this chaos. And so that's what we talk about here in this podcast. We're just honest and we are in this together. So here, let's pray and then we'll jump into today's episode. Heavy heart, you are not alone. Let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for another opportunity, another week where we can have this time together. Lord, no matter where the person is that is listening or watching to this right now, no matter where they're at, whether they are going through the best of times or the worst of times or all of the chaos in between, Lord, I just pray that you draw near to them and you draw near to me as well. God, we need you. We are desperate for you. And there's so much that can just weigh heavy on our hearts and minds. There's so much that sometimes we feel like just so overwhelmed and overcome. But God, we want to have this time right now in order for you to speak to us, even if it's just a whisper. God, we want to know you and we want to experience you. God, we don't want to leave this time together the same that we went into this time. Lord, we want to grow and we want to understand more of what it means to be alive and what it means to be free in you. Jesus, just please just help us be able to breathe for a moment so that we can respond to you. Every breath in our lungs is an opportunity to respond to you. So help us do that today. We need you, and it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Anybody who knows me knows that what you see is what you get when it comes to me. I'm the same person in a room of one that I am in a room of many. And I know within me that growing up, I never felt like the cool kid. I never felt like the person that, you know, was popular. I feel like a lot of people knew me, but I was never that person that stood out. I craved to be around people that were genuine, that were honest. I was always repulsed by the people at school that would act a certain way in order to be liked or in order to be accepted. And I know that that was something that repulsed me from other people when I saw that in them. But each and every one of us, we 
all try to fit into our surroundings. We all try to be or do or act a certain way in order for us to be liked or loved. That's just human nature. But I know that the older that I've gotten, the more that I've just realized that I can't keep up a facade for long. I really can't. And at the end of the day, I am who I am. And I'm a work in progress. And I don't want to ever give off the impression that I'm something that I'm not. And one of the fears of doing something like a public podcast or even being a pastor or anything that you are kind of put on a stage or put on a spotlight, one of the fears within me, and I I think it's something that anybody that's in the public limelight should at least have kind of in their mind, is that I never want to appear to have it all together. I never want to appear as if I am someone to be put on an altar or put on a, a pedestal of, oh my goodness, like this is somebody, this is somebody that that has it together and I'm going to follow this person. I really don't want to be that. I do not have it all figured out. Again, I am a work in progress. And doing something like a podcast, I don't want to ever come across as if I have all the answers. I don't want it, this this time that we have together to be like a sitcom, that everything gets neatly wrapped up by the end of the time that we have together. They're, they're, all the complicated problems that we talk about, all the different emotions and, and just you know baggage that we all hold, that I hold, that we bring just out in the open during this time, I, I don't want to walk away from each episode or each time that we have together just feeling like, oh, okay, well, I should not have this baggage anymore or I should not have this burden or this heaviness that I'm feeling because that's just not the way that life is. Life is messy. Life is so freaking messy. Even though I don't have all the answers, we have a creator, savior, and sustainer who does. I just never want to come across as if I have all the answers. And one of the ways the Lord reminds me that I don't have all the answers is when I'm alone. Recently, I found myself kind of going through what a lot of Michiganders kind of go through during this time of the year. I'm recording this in February. It's very, very, very cold. And especially in the Midwest or any place where there's just like an extreme winter, there's a tendency for there to be kind of a seasonal depression. There's a lack of sun. I mean, today as I'm recording, the sun is out. Praise the Lord. Usually it's like a gray sky. But when you live in environments where there's a lack of sun and there's just more of a tendency to be indoors because it's cold and all those other variables, that there can easily kind of get a point where you just are like, oh, I got to get out. Many nights I've spent laying here just crying out to God saying, God, you got to help me. You got to help me. And I don't know if you've ever been through a night or a time like that. Many of you right now may be listening or watching this. This has been your life for a while now. You just feel kind of alone. You just feel just like, oh, you know, like nothing changes. Like I'm in the same situation I've been in for a long time. And I, I, I'm longing for something new. I'm longing for something different than where I'm at right now. I'm longing for something more. And I found myself recently kind of having those moments of, God, you got to help me. And I always find it very sobering that in the morning, sometimes I'll look outside my window, I'll look outside uh, where my, my deck is, and I'll look out, and the sun rises where I look out, and I see the sun piercing through the blinds, and I'm reminded that yet it's another day. And I'm grateful that regardless of the nights where it's just hard and I'm just saying, God, I just feel like I'm in a rut. I'm so grateful for the morning sunrise of the next day. Even if it's a gray sky, even if it's an overcast, I'm just grateful for some type of light. 
And I've been thinking a lot about this whole idea that we as people, we are longing for so much more. We are longing for just more. We, we are longing to be able to be in close community. We are longing to be loved. We are longing to be accepted. We are longing for things that this world cannot offer. And it's interesting when you're going through a funk because you kind of know the things that you can do to kind of get yourself out of that funk. You know the different disciplines that you can put into play in order to kind of help you overcome, even if just a little, overcome a little bit of that feeling that you're feeling. But there's that lack of motivation to do something about it. And this last weekend, it got to a boiling point. I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out. And I got in my car and I drove to a nearby park. And I was just like, look, I just need to talk to you, Lord. I need to get away. I need to like just get away from the, the confines of the prison that I feel like I'm in right now in the season of life. We are all nomads on a journey. And recently I've been reading through Psalms and I wanted to read a couple of passages here in Psalms of where the author is having that honest moment of look like who I am is, is on full display, Lord, and I'm coming to you realizing that I'm longing for more and that I am, I'm, I'm trying to walk this out the best that I can. And specifically, I wanted to read Psalms 102 and I also wanted to read Psalms 103. And so this is what Psalms 102 says. I'm reading from the NLT. The author says this, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. For my days disappear like smoke and my bones burn like red hot coals. My heart is sick, withering like grass, and I have lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I am reduced to skin and bones. I am like an owl in the desert, like a little owl in a far-off wilderness. I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on a roof. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. I eat ashes for food. My tears run down into my drink because of your anger and wrath. For you have picked me up and thrown me out. My life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. I am withering away like grass. I, I love the honesty here, even the honesty to the point of saying, Lord, I feel like you put me here. I feel like you threw me into this. And he continues in verse 12. But you, O Lord, will sit on your throne forever. Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now is the time to pity her. Now is the time you promise to help. For your people love every stone in her walls and cherish even the dust in her street. Then the nations will tremble before the Lord. The kings of the earth will tremble before his glory. For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Let this be recorded for future generations so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. Tell them the Lord has looked down from his heavenly sanctuary. He looked down to earth from heaven to hear the groans of the prisoners, to release those condemned to die. And so the Lord's fame will be celebrated in Zion, his praises in Jerusalem, when multitudes gather together and kingdoms come together to worship the Lord. Verse 23, he broke my strength in midlife, cutting short my days. But I cried to him, oh my God who lives forever, don't take my life while I'm so young. Long ago, you laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. 
They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment and discard them. But you are always the same. You will live forever. The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. I see a soberness that comes upon the psalmist in this passage when he remembers that, God, I feel like I am so out there. I feel like I'm in a funk. I feel like a castaway. I feel lonely. I feel confused. Lord, I am hurting. I'm literally grieving over the reality that my home, my home of Jerusalem is is destroyed. We are in exile. You know, like we feel so far away from you. I love, though, that the soberness comes from not dwelling on where the person is, but the soberness comes through realizing that, Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you exist even far beyond what my world consists of now. Lord, you are far beyond anything that I'm going through, and you have a plan through this. You have a purpose through this. You will rebuild what is broken. You will restore the joy. You will restore the purpose. And the, the person is looking to the Lord saying, God, you are the Lord forever and ever, that generations will come and generations will go. But at the end of the day, Lord, you are always the same. You will live forever, as it says in verse 27. I like how even in verse 26, he realizes how just temporary he is. He says this, they will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment and discard them, but you are always the same. You will live forever. He is not hiding how he's feeling, but he's saying, God, help me have a perspective and a clarity of how I'm feeling through the lens of, okay, God, I'm on a journey. And at the end of the day, the destination is not getting out of this funk, getting out of this feeling, but the destination is you. Each and every day, we try to find more. We try to obtain more. We long for more. And each day we try to fill it with more. But at the end of the day, the longings, lead not to a thing, not to a circumstance being resolved, not to a position or a recognition or a love or a acceptance. But at the end of the day, the longings lead to the person of Jesus. The longings lead to our creator, savior, and sustainer. And this person is saying, look, I am longing for you. As lonely as I'm feeling, as hurt as I'm feeling, as broken as I'm feeling, as confused as I'm feeling, Lord, you remain. I am looking to you. God, I know that you can see a perspective that I can't. He says this in verse 18. He says, let this be recorded for future generations so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. Tell them that the Lord looked down from his heavenly sanctuary. He looked down to earth from heaven to hear the groans of the prisoners, to release those condemned to die. And so the Lord's fame will be celebrated in Zion, his praises in Jerusalem, when multitudes gather together and kingdoms come together to worship the Lord. Lord, I know that you can see what we are going through and you will intervene. We know that the prisoners are released through the person of Jesus. Through Jesus, we see that God cares. We see that God intervenes. We see that God saves. We see that God cares about the journey. He comes near to us. He invites us into a relationship with the only one that can carry the heavy bags of this life that we hold on to. 
He walked the roads that we travel. He carried the burdens that we carry in order for us to know that he completely understands and he provides a way when there is no way on our own. I think about passages such as John 14, verse 18, where Jesus says this. He says, look, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he's talking about that even though the circumstances are going to look bad, that there is going to be a funk that the disciples are going to walk through whenever Jesus is crucified and he's laid into a tomb. He's saying, look, I have a plan and purpose and I will overcome even the most harshest and difficult situations that you feel like you have been placed into. When you feel like there is no hope, there is a hope. Why? Because I will not leave you as orphans. And Jesus in this passage, he's saying, look, not only will I overcome, but I will give you the overcomer in order for you to make it through whatever season that you travel through. And that overcomer is the Holy Spirit. He's saying, look, I promise that I will give you my spirit to help you be able to walk with a closeness to me, knowing that I am yours and you are mine. He's saying, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he says in the verse before this, in John 14 and verse 17, he says, the spirit of truth, the world cannot receive him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you do know him for he abides with you and will be in you. We know that through Jesus, we received the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. And through the Holy Spirit, we're able to walk through each and every day. And we are reminded that God, you do care. He helps us think about things that we never would have thought about on our own. He's able to give us a perspective that we never would have had if it wasn't for him. We're able to go to his word and be able to, to hear him just leading us and guiding us through the different circumstances that we go through. We, even though we are nomads, God says, look, I will walk with you and I will lead you. I will lead you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus also says this in Matthew 11, verse 28. He says this, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus's invitation to come to him with everything that is heavy on your heart, and he will give us rest, is something that applies even when we may not feel like we are receiving the rest that we are longing for. Even when we feel as if we have heavy burdens that we are walking and traveling with, the the heavy load as we are walking as nomads. Even though we are nomads, we know that God, you invite us to Give away all the things that are heavy on my heart in order for me to receive a rest that only comes through you. And I love in Psalms 103, it continues with this whole idea of how we are nomads just traveling, trying to make it through. And he says this in verse one, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. And we know that we can say statements like that through Jesus 
that on the cross, Jesus took all of the wrath that our sins deserve to a righteous God. Jesus took all that. Innocence himself became sin in order for us to not have to carry the weight of that sin. He carried the weight of that sin and he overcame it. So through placing our life into the overcomer, we too overcome our sin. And he goes on to say this in verse 11, for his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, those who obey his commands. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there, he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Even as I'm recording this podcast right now, I'm reminded that God is faithful regardless of whatever we are going through. I I, I feel this heavy just ray of sun coming through the clouds right now. We are in the middle of February and we just got hit with a heavy snowstorm, but yet there is still a sun, even though there were going to be days where I don't feel the sun, where there are the gray clouds, when there are the heavy snow and the cold that is just going through my windows because the insulation stinks at this apartment. There are days where I am feeling like, God, where are you? And those lonely nights when I'm laying in bed just saying, God, I feel so alone. I'm reminded that just like when it comes to everything in nature, I'm reminded that there are dark days and there are light days. There are days when I feel the sun and there are days when there is no sun to be felt. We have a God that is there even when we may not feel as if he is. Our God cares so much more about our heart than our comfort because he knows that we were made for him. And he allows certain situations in order for us to draw near to him. David Wood, an apologist, he says this. He says, what would happen to Christians if all of their problems went away when they become Christians? What would happen if you became a Christian and you no longer had to deal with anger and lust and selfishness and you stood on your pedestal of perfection and looked around at everyone else in the world and their endless problems? Well, you would probably end up with a bigger problem, and it's called pride. I say it's a bigger problem because it's the hardest to see in yourself when all you can see is how much better you are than everyone else. The Almighty lets us wrestle against our faults to keep us from pride. But then, because of our pride, we conceal our faults. What are we, morons? For some reason, we have trouble seeing the big picture. Don't expect God to always get you out of your problems. Expect God to get you through your problems. And remember that some of your problems might be God's way of keeping you from worse problems. The nights when we feel lonely, the nights that we feel lost, the nights that we feel like we're carrying a heavy burden and we're walking down a lonely road and we don't necessarily know where we are going and we don't have it all figured out. We are who we are and what you see is what you get. We know our faults, we know our quirks, and we are just trying to do the best that we can. On those nights, we have a God 
that is not just a band-aid, that is not just a crutch, but he is the destination. We have a God that loves us so much that he allows the problems that we go through in order for us to know him more, to know that we are just temporary, to know that we are just like grass, and to know that, God, I was made for you, and in you there is life and there is freedom that goes far beyond my emotions or my circumstances. Heavy heart, no matter what you are going through, I pray that you can have a moment like I had recently. And again, I don't have all the answers. I'm still feeling like I'm going through this rut of just feeling like this wave of emotion just comes upon me, of feeling lonely, of feeling alone, all this other emotions. But I know that when I went out and I got out of the environment that I'm normally in, which is this apartment, and I went for that walk, I saw the snow falling and I was just thinking about the whole idea that God, you are faithful through each and every road that I travel on. On this journey, Lord, you don't promise me today or tomorrow, but you do promise that you won't leave me as an orphan. Help me travel light and bring you the heaviness that you swallow and you alone can carry. I've not yet arrived, nor do I know even where I'm going, but I know that at the end of the day, I want to be with you. May every step, every breath take me closer to you. Heavy heart, may that be the prayer today. We are all nomads. We don't have it figured out. But even as we are traveling, all it takes is a heart saying, God, just help me see you. You are the destination. Lord, identify within me what you want me today to bring to you to lighten the load that I am carrying. And Lord, the things that I can't necessarily give up today, but I know that you're calling me to give up, Lord, help me today make steps in order for that to happen. Talking about this whole idea of being a nomad, I'm reminded of the rush hour traffic that often I experience here in Metro Detroit. And when we're driving on the interstate bumper to bumper, there's just a sea of red and yellow. There's, there's yellow of the cars that are driving by you in the opposite lane going the opposite direction. And then there's red of the people that are traveling in the same road of where you're going. And as I was going on that walk recently that I talked about this weekend, and as it was snowing and I had my headphones in, I was just like praying to God saying, God, just help remind me that you are with me on this journey. I was listening to a new album by one of my favorite artists, and his name is John Foreman. And he just came out with this album called Departures. And on this album, he has this track called Red and Gold, where he has a similar moment, like I described, of me in rush hour traffic, where he is he lives in Southern California. And he was overlooking the, the just sea of cars on the interstate, on the freeway nearby where he lives in San Diego. And he was just seeing this sea of red and gold. And he was just reminded how we are all longing for home. We are all trying just to get home and heavy heart. At the end of the day, this is not our home. And I think each and every one of us know that. And we go through seasons of our life where we're reminded that this cannot be our home. And so I wanted to play this song for you. And the prayer is, is that no matter what you are traveling with, no matter the burdens, that we know that we are in this together. We are all little kids trying to figure this out. And no matter what you have on your heart, on your mind, that we have a creator, savior, sustainer, that he alone is the destination that we long for. May we respond to him today. He has a name. His name is Jesus. And he promises that he will prepare us for the journey ahead 
And he also will walk with us when we feel like we don't have the strength. He promises that there is a life that goes far beyond all of this. And the only way that we can truly have that peace and that rest that he promises is by finding that peace and rest in him. Heavy heart, we have not yet arrived, but may we spend today, spend this moment right now, looking to the destination. That destination is Jesus. You are not alone. Thunder inside us, I wonder what got us and lead our way home.